Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello, welcome to another edition of Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here. I'm the Editorial Director of PR Week here with another show. We're delighted to have Stephanie Crockett with us, who's the President and COO of MOA, and uh, calling in from Syracuse from the office. Stephanie, welcome to Coffee Break. Thank you so much, Steve. It's a pleasure to meet you and to have an opportunity to talk today. Yeah, it is. And um, so you took over as president, uh, was it June last year? It was June of 2021, yes. Yeah, so tell us about that. You're, you're in the office. You've got about 10 offices, I think. You've got a bunch yes. of state in New York and other cities mm-hmm. in the Northeast and, and around surrounding areas. Tell us a little bit about how that's been and what the focus is for MOA. Sure. So my role as president and COO is really a focus on, of course, profitability, employee engagement. I've been with the agency for uh, just under 18 years and grew up really as an account manager. So my role has always been in strategy and client relationships. Uh, As you mentioned, we do have 10 offices. So we have employees and those are really where we have specific offices, but we actually have employees all over the United States. Certainly over the last year, hiring has given us an opportunity to uh, to take advantage of pulling in some really interesting and great talent uh, across, across the globe because we're able to bring people in uh, that are not physically located in an office, but are, but are working remotely as most of our employees are doing. Yeah, tell us how that's changed over the last two years. Obviously, everyone's been adapting sure. to that. You've, you've been at the agency 17 years, I think. You're in the office today, but you're right. There's a, a whole new flexibility around it, as well as people trying to plot out what it's going to mean in the future. How do you see it panning out? Absolutely. You know, I think every agency, we do a lot of benchmarking against others in our industry, our clients, et cetera. For us, um, you know, it definitely has had an impact on us and, and really both positive and negative ways. You know, as an organization that has so many offices, it quickly moved us into really feeling more of one organization. While we have one consolidated bottom line and we work across all those locations, uh, it really, from through technology, kind of let, pushed us even further into that one agency model. And, and with that, it also op- opened us up to looking at, as we're hiring and filling positions, and frankly, giving us an opportunity to fill positions with more diverse employees in cities where we wouldn't have been otherwise. The remote work has given us such a cool opportunity to be able to, again, bring in some different walks of life and people that are bringing so much value and benefit to the agency. For us, for now, we're continuing to work sort of hybrid. As you as you can see, I'm in the office and uh, I have a very short, easy commute, so it's easy for me to be there. But the vast majority of our offices have not been open for the last two years. And so most people are working remotely and we continue to see that moving forward. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to bring our folks in if they're going to spend all day doing Zoom and team calls like we're doing right now with our colleagues. They can do that just as easily from the convenience of their home. So they're certainly open and willing and able to come in anytime they'd like. Uh, But at this point, we're going to we're going to look at sort of a hybrid environment and um, and see what's working best for our employees and whatever is going to make them happy and productive. Yeah, certainly made us all reassess work, hasn't it? You're right. There's no point sitting there. And I was in the office yesterday. There were two of us and there was an expanse of empty desks and monitors. It's a bizarre sort of uh, feeling, isn't it? So what do you think the biggest challenge has been over this uh, couple of years? And and what's the opportunity that's going to persist moving forward when when hopefully we return to whatever the new normal is? 
Well, I think that really one of the biggest challenges is for us as an industry, you know, we're influenced by so many things that we're seeing from some of the big tech giants to all the other large uh, advertising agencies. And in the past, I think we've looked at agency culture being about foosball tables and happy hours and having you know, beers on tap. And that's that's not culture, right? Culture is about the way that you're treating each other, about the nature of the work that you're doing, the kind of clients that you're willing to partner with that are willing to be great partners for you. So I think it's forced all of us to take a look at the culture of our organizations in a very different, very different way, right? We're not able to sort of cheat the system, so to speak, by saying culture is because we have a cool physical space and we're able to give people, you know, fun things to play with and they can ride on a scooter around the office. But instead, it's about what are we giving our employees opportunities to work on? What kind of flexibility are we providing for them? And so we'll continue doing that. We've done a lot of work reaching out and talking to our employees and both one on one and through surveys. We'll continue to do that to make sure that we're really rising to the challenge and making sure that that we're creating a place where they feel like they can be as welcomed and belonged and valuable as possible. Yeah, now you do a lot of work in uh, public affairs and healthcare spaces and clearly yes. healthcare has been a massive uh, area of growth in the last two mm -hmm. years. In fact, you could say every story now has <laughs> some sort of healthcare lens through which people are looking at it and the narrative is formed. So what are the big trends you're seeing in those two areas? Well, not surprisingly, I think, you know, it's been a trend in healthcare for a long time is, is looking at areas of recruitment, right? So, which we're all experiencing now, but they have really been experiencing it for a while and it's just been exacerbated over the last couple of years. So from that perspective, we're really looking at how we are helping our clients realize and and provide an, an aspect and a, and a perception for their employees and potential employees of a wonderful place to work, a place that takes care of their employees, that really values them. Similarly, and again, to what we were just talking about that we need to do as organizations, certainly in the healthcare space, it's there as well. And they've come across so many regulations, so many different changing aspects of, of things. So our work has, has not only lent itself to associations and different healthcare organizations on the recruitment side, but also certainly helping navigate some of the legislation as well. Now, you've got uh, offices in Manhattan and Chicago, but you, you, a lot of your offices are in uh, smaller cities around the country. And sometimes mm -hmm. there's a temptation for people to look through the lens of the big cities, the bubbles, you know, New York or San Francisco. Uh, when they're looking at PR, what what would you say about the PR scene or around the country, which makes up the most, you know, probably accounts for a, a vast part of the, the industry, but maybe doesn't get it spoken about too much? What are the things you would like to, uh, you know, be concentrated more on or, or the things that you think people don't always talk about as much as they should? Well, I think it's such a great question. Thanks for asking that, Steve. You know, I think one of the great things that we have as an organization, as you said, we have an office in Manhattan. If you take New York State alone, we're in five cities in this in this state. So we have all of upstate, western New York, central New York. And, and for us, upstate is actually several hours outside of the city, not just one. And, uh, and also in Manhattan. And when you think about a lot of the efforts that we're paying attention to, 
with legislation, with community engagement, um, government engagement. So much of that comes from the individuals that are in those small towns, right? When you're trying to move uh, legislation or you're trying to move the, the, the mark on getting approval for a wind farm or a solar farm, those things are happening in those small towns. And so our ability to be able to really have a sense of the pulse of what's happening both in the large city as well as in the smaller rural markets uh, definitely puts us at an advantage. And that's what I think think public relations and public affairs really is about, right? It's getting down to that individual level. If we've learned anything over the last couple of years, it's the importance of small businesses, of the individuals and what what really what families and small communities are facing every day. And that's why really looking at those agencies and those firms that are that are operating in smaller uh, offices and in smaller towns and have uh, the ability to look at both, I think, bring a lot of value to the table. Yeah, certainly when I moved over here from the UK, the size of New York State was just when I realized how it's probably as big as the UK, you know, so it's such an amazing <laughs> place and with so many uh, diverse different areas like the Finger Lakes, the Catskills and all these uh, amazing Absolutely. that people don't necessarily think of when they think of New York. What's the thing that really winds you up when, you know, when you you're hearing the sort of metropolitan elites and the biggest misconceptions that really wind people up outside the, those metropolises. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's always the age old adage of that. There's nothing to do in, in a city like Syracuse or Rochester or Buffalo, when in fact, these are absolutely phenomenal places to live right there. When I mentioned earlier about me having an easy commute, the ease of living is really very valuable. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is people leaving those large metropolitan areas in droves to come and move to places like Syracuse because you have we have extraordinary culture here, wonderful Broadway. We have phenomenal advances in technology, innovation, a very large startup community. And Syracuse is just one of those kind of cities where you can see that. And so I think, again, it's that notion of there's nothing to do. Well, you could be in the middle of Manhattan and say, there's nothing to do tonight if you're not working hard to find it, right? So it's like anything is you have to really take advantage. I can go 10 minutes in any direction of my house and I live in the city and find a lake and a trail to hike or snowshoe on. And that's not that easy to do when you're in a metropolitan area. And we're, we're really fortunate to have those, those phenomenal benefits of being, uh, being able to access that really easily. Yeah, it's true. I was in Ithaca a few months ago, and it's such a beautiful place. Oh, gorgeous and, area. And as you say, the lakes and all the, all the hiking mm -hmm. is so true. Do you, a lot of people did leave Manhattan. And, um, you know, yeah. do you think, uh, but we have seen a lot come back as well. Do you, sure. do you think a lot of people are going to stay out and, in the, and now that they've discovered what the rest of the state can offer? I think a lot of it has to do with their family scenario, right? I mean, I I've grew I grew up in Syracuse, and the reason that I stayed is to be near my family and my husband's family as well. And so, if that's the kind of environment that you're looking for, if you have a family you're trying to raise, or you're really enjoying the convenience and the outdoors, and and being able to access that easily, I think that's something that that people will absolutely stay stay for. I mean, there's nothing like New York City. There's nothing like Manhattan. So it has so many benefits and, and wonderful aspects. It's easy for me to get there in four hours. So we're happy to have that as an easy resource for us, as well as so many other cities. Uh, but I think I think it'll be a little bit of a mix, right? I think it'll people will start being more comfortable being back in uh, a crowded area. And then there are those that will say, wow, I'm really able to get such an incredible quality of life at also a very 
much smaller price tag than I was able to have in New York and easily get to those places and experience those uh, wonderful that benefits and values and uh, be able to do that. So I, th I think it'll probably be a little bit of a mixed bag, but we're of course hoping that people stay in upstate and, and continue to appreciate it. Because again, now that we've are in an environment where we have uh, access to resources and we have access to, to staff from around, uh, around the country and around the world, um, the fact that we're based and, you know, sort of temper, sort of theoretically headquartered in Syracuse, uh, even though we have so many offices. Um, it's not to say that the talent and the level and the quality of work that we're getting is, is any less. We have some of the best talent in the world, and, um, and you can get that right here. Yes, I think a lot of people reassessed their lifestyle, didn't they? And uh, definitely absolutely, looking absolutely. for something different. Um, although the rents are going back up in, in I can <laughs> attest to that in Brooklyn for sure. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Now, of course, Mo is named after Eric Moa and uh, Eric's still involved with the company. What, tell us about Eric's role. I think he's been in, with the firm since 1968. Yes, uh, we celebrated our 53rd anniversary last year and uh, coming up quickly on 54. Eric is our chairman and CEO, still very involved every day. And uh, he's really engaged in really best practices for the organization. He's, he's consulting a lot with certainly our crisis clients and on the public affairs and public relations side in particular. That's really his, uh, his particular sort of area of love and, and passion. And uh, Again, very involved in the industry, uh, still involved in the four A's, does a lot of work in both the local community as well as the industry community. So he'll continue um, really uh, setting the course and charting the course for the agency, along with myself and other members of our of our senior leadership team. Yeah, we'll do give him our best. And uh, that's a good point you just yeah. made there, that you do advertising, marketing, as well as PR. And yes, is that do. more common in cities outside the metropolis is where people want to go for a, more of a one-stop shop where they can get all of the integrated services in one space. I think we see that in a lot of our clients, both big and small, um, that we do that integrated work as well as public relations. And in many cases, um, really where our specialization comes in, we have a few particular areas of expertise in healthcare, in energy and sustainability, travel and tourism, and, and many other industries. So that's where we, we have a lot of uh, specialization and customization and a lot of work in those areas. So while we're an integrated firm and we can pretty much do anything that you need from a marketing and communications perspective, we do have expertise and specialization in those particular vertical markets. And, and we see a lot of our clients, both large and small across a variety of industries who have really gone into some of that specialized firm and now are seeing the value and saying, listen, it's really important for us to be able to make sure we are all uh, communicating from one voice, that that's all uh, connected together and that uh, we don't have these silos internally. So we're seeing a shift back to more integrated a AOR type of relationships from individual project work. All right, Stephanie, well, it was great to check in with you in Syracuse and, um, yeah, continued good fortune. And thanks for joining us on Coffee Break. Thanks so much, Steve. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.